Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. I am the other half. What's going on, everybody? My name is Dan, and welcome to Heroes of Noise, episode 132, starting off with the bang. You know, it's like one of those, it's, it's one of those flawless starts that we like to have, you know what I mean? Everything is running smoothly. We're a well-oiled machine. We are here with special guests today. Uh, first time guest for one, actually, no, first time guest for one and a second appearance for another. You guys may have heard of a podcast called Seen It Cast. It's a really good one. We've been on there. We like it a lot. Hosted by Spoiler Steve, Kova, Kenny, and Dan. Well, guess what? We have 50% of the crew here today. Spoiler Steve and Kova were, are with us, rather. Gentlemen, what's going on? What's up? Thank you for having us. What's going on, guys? So, Kova, and you know what? I'm going to go Spoiler Steve, because so that <laughs> they know that I'm not talking to myself. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the Seen It Cast, what you do, what you talk about, all that kind of stuff, brothers. Yeah, right now we are um, focusing on two channels right now. We've got Seen It Movie Reviews, where um, we are right now focusing on three movies a week. Like Dan was saying earlier, I'm kind of doing a little tweak to it like I always do every year or so. I like to change things up, maybe make things simpler if need be. Mm -hmm. So we're taking out that first part where we go over like news and like what we've been watching, like what's your pitch. And we're either going to put that on hiatus, maybe maybe save it for the back end of the show or put on a different show, but we're just right now focusing on three movies for the movie review show. Um, we're going to be doing one new release and then one movie that came out this past year, but on a streaming service. So like one, so like next month we'll be focusing on Amazon prime and the next month we'll be doing like Hulu. And then the third movie will be either myself, Kova or Kat, and we'll rotate that every week as well. And that's, that's basically what we're doing there. And then, I don't know if you guys watch Fargo, but we also have a separate channel called Tied to Fargo. And uh, season four has just started, and we've reviewed the first three episodes. I think, right, the first three episodes of it? Uh, uh, yeah, the first yeah. three. Yeah, we, I, I, I went away last week, so we are not able to record season or episode four yet, so we're going to do four and five together. But the first three are now on there. Uh, Aaron from Nerds is on there with us, as well as another co-host, uh, Dahlia. Uh, so we're doing that as right now. Um, we also, I also have tied to the MCU with the Leftover Army. We're right now in a hiatus with that. We just did, um, what was it, Ant Man? No, uh, Captain Marvel. I believe was the last one. We have Endgame up next, and then the rest of Agents of Shield. Uh, and that's mostly it right now with us. Uh, I'm kind of redoing the the website as well. Uh, oh, so that'll, that'll be yeah. So like the next <laughs> month, right now it's still the same, but like in the next month it's going to be a little more different design. I'm changing things up. I got a new like. Uh, host theme or whatever it's called. I, I'm switching to WordPress, so I'm, I need to like move things around and stuff. So the next month is going to be switching over a little bit. But yeah, we're kind of. Like, I do this every like 18 months or so. I try to like tweak some stuff and see what we can do a little differently. And does that gain new audience? Not change too much because then I don't want to alienate people. Oh, for sure. And that is a thing now. Um, <clears throat> the funny thing is, I was going to watch Fargo. I've watched every single season. I even like the one, no spoilers, but something came out of the stick eye and people were really mad. I was like, I'm fine with it. And they're like, no, no, no. But I even like that season. This season, I'm letting it stack. Because I the week to week, I don't know if I could do it, man. I want to see them all at one time. Because going through that week to week thing with Fargo, dude, I loved that show, bro. I really did. So I just want to let it stack. Now, so far, 
I've heard nothing but good things about this season. Nothing. Chris Rock's doing this one, right? I haven't watched it yet. So Chris Rock? He's iffy. He's hit or miss for me as an actor, if we want to call him that. He's hit or miss. I hear he's killing it, though, and I can't even really give you opinion on on Fargo whatsoever. I think I watched three quarters of the first season, and that was it. So not the one to be speaking on Fargo, but I have heard nothing but good shit about this one so far. So I may have to dive back in. Now, let me ask you, is Fargo something where we can just jump in at any season, or is this something that's like a whole universe where it's all making sense and all ties together? It all ties together, but every it's all anthologies. So the movie is its own thing. Season one is its own thing. Season two is its own thing, and so on. But at the same time, it is all connected somehow. Noah Hawley is. I'm a huge Noah Hawley fan. He, uh, he's a uh, or Noah Hawley stan, I guess is what they're everybody's saying. So, but uh, he am. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? I've just been a huge fan of him for years. Uh, he, he's a legion, uh, and anytime he has a great. Uh, uh, what was it? What's the word? Repertoire with uh, mm-hmm. with actors and stuff, and just whenever he gets a cast going, like he and Chris Rock is just fantastic. Is he? That's a shock to me. It fits for what he's doing. It's it's like it's Chris Rock being a father, but he's also the head of this mafia group. So it's like you know, he. It, it, I'm not sure if like Chris Rock helped in the writers' room, but you know, I mean, yeah, he's acting, but you know, the, like he's giving actual like speeches and. stuff teaching so like you know it's almost like he's on a stage at the same time it's like he has an audience in the show it just it really works for him in the character See, that makes t- and now do, were you a fan of the were either one of you or both fans of the movie oh huge fargo i'm a huge um uh coen brother fan go ahead Kobo. how about you yeah uh I, i'm a i love the movie i wouldn't call myself a huge coen brothers fan uh, I could probably name like three films of theirs off the top of my head that I really like, and then the other ones I'll forget about. But regarding the show, uh, I, I love the show. Uh, I think it's some of the best um, uh, TV out right now, and and this season has just been phenomenal. I, I love the cast, like and and for those of you who have been following uh, up and coming actors, is. Jesse Buckley is in this. Uh, she's in, she's amazing in the first two episodes that uh, we've seen her in. I I've stayed off of seeing the fourth episode till we get closer to recording four and five. Smart. But but uh, but yeah, I I um I love this show and and that, like Steve was saying, uh, Mizell, um, um, or Steve was saying, um, it's they have little things here and there. To, to to give it connectivity, but they don't go overboard. Where like let's say if a Marvel movie, if this was like a Marvel movie or a DC movie, where like they give you this giant thing, this all brings it together. Where no, here's just a name, that's it. Or like uh, you see a billboard, or it's just something small, so minuscule that you're just like, hey, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. Like that stuff like that, but nothing to the point of of you would see in a DC or or a uh, a Marvel film. Ah, see, and uh, speaking of the Coen brothers, man, uh, am I the only crazy one that thought Lady Killers was good? Actually, I like that movie. I have that on DVD. I'm realizing now that I have not seen a lot of Coen brothers stuff. I'm not, I'm not knocking the Coen brothers. I'm just not, like, they're just not on my radar. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh brother, for art thou. Oh, that's such a good movie, dude. Saw it once, couldn't tell you what the fuck it was about. 
I don't know. Maybe I need to like do a deep dive into some Coen Brothers stuff because yes, it's all dude. I hear everyone talking about it all the time, and it's it's like a it's like a foreign language for me. So, like when you when you watch Lady Killers and listen to the dialogue, I don't know how they wrote for Tom Hanks. I don't even know how they wrote that. His <laughs> accent's the only thing that really I remember about that movie is his accent. No, no, no. <laughs> the best the best part is is you take America's like dad and you make him into this. Colonel Sanders evil mother. <laughs> so and you're just good. like, yeah, I believe that guy. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's so fucking believable. I, I, it's such a great movie. Uh, I love that movie. Wasn't he actually rocking a Colonel Sanders suit? Didn't he have a suit on, like yes. a white suit? Yes. And the thing is, he doesn't just say normal phrases. He says any normal phrase, they change it into like his vernacular. Where it's just like, oh, they created a language. Yep. They created a language for this guy. And, and what you'll love about it, Dan, is the plan is not a bad plan. This is one of those heist movies that the plan is good. And, you know, the mythos of Joe, you know, the Coen brothers is they always shoot to a higher thing. Where it's just like, maybe there's more than just us involved with this calamity. Maybe there's like a God thing happening. Because it's like karma is happening. And they do that sometimes where it's just like, what are the chances of this happening? And they, they kind of shoot it to maybe it's just a higher thing. Because their 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 movies are so like unlikely. Oh, Brother Arthur, all the things yeah. that happen in that are so unlikely that you're like, oh, you're pointing to a maybe uh, it's something else. They love using the character of like that, that um, the character of um, what's it called? Agent of Chaos. They always yes. love using that type of character in their stories. Yes, dude. There, I would pay money to be in their writers' room for all of their just to see. Okay, what like how what how did you flesh out like oh brother Arthur? How did you flesh that out and make it a reality? Like it was this close to being a ridiculous farce, and somehow they walk the line. I don't understand it, dude. They're just brilliant, man. They're just two brilliant dudes. All right, I'm going to school. I'll fucking check it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Blow it a little more, why don't you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't start. I'll give you a list. I wouldn't start with Old Brother Arthur. I actually haven't seen that in years. Uh, I don't even remember anything about it, but like, I would definitely start more with like maybe Old Country for Old Men. Okay, No Country for Old Men. I have seen that one. I forgot that was Coen Brothers. That shit was dope. That was a crazy movie with that freaking cattle thing that that dude had mm -hmm. and then i would like start so I would, yeah i would start with those but then make then start going more towards like the out there movies like burn after reading that's like one of my favorite movies oh, that's, that's like so controversial good, to a lot of people brad pitt man yeah <laughs> and then i would start going into like the old brother where art thou and then um what's that um the dude movie um oh, oh that's the another lebowski. lebowski it's all making sense now man I would say the Lebowski thing I never got. Me neither. Just one thing: is it a cool? Is it a coincidence, or is it just is it that the two Steves both like Burn After Reading? After I've never seen it, but everywhere oh, I go, everyone said that's a horrible movie. No, no. it is not. I don't know. It's not. It's not. You might have a little something, Kova. I'm thinking maybe you do. I bust on Spoiler Steve all, all the time because you know he. He's the only person I know that still watches Family Guy and likes sausage party. So, <laughs> listen if you want if you want if you want to see some range from um, Brad Pitt, this is a character you usually never see him being. 
He threw out Sausage Party as a fucking goof on you, man. Kova and, and Brian love using that as like their jabs at against me. And that and that's fine. It's it's a good movie. I don't know what to tell you. I like the uh I mean, yeah, back in 2016, it might have been on my number 10 of my top 10 list of the that's year. Why it's, not got it. it's not anymore. I get it. But let me tell you something. That had good messaging, all right? It is. <laughs> it, it, I just it, hate it, that message. <laughs> What's the message that food likes fucking? What what exactly is the message? No, you see, that's years overlooking. It's it's all that like religion <laughs> is made up. I'm assuming that you held this movie in high regard, like more than most. Is that why they give you shit for it? Oh no, we have a friend that it was his number one film. Of the well, yeah, year. that's that, that's Dan. We were like in a group chat and I like sent the list and Brian was in that chat and Brian and Jake like hit like their brakes in their imaginary cars. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How is this on the list? And that like, every, and I was like, Ser- what? And it was like, yeah, that's what I'm off again. Hey, we also have another friend who put um, Black Panther as one of his worst films of the year. That was it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was Cecil. I was like, How Cecil, this is dare. the best of the, this is the worst year. He goes, I know. Now, here's what I will, speaking of the worst, for both COVID and spoiler, Steve, what is the worst, in your memory, the worst reviewed movie on your show ever? I can look that up. I keep records. Of course you do. I forgot about that. For me, the one I hated the most was like a passion was Mother. Thank you. Oh, I hated that movie, dude. That movie was garbage. I hated that movie. And it goes. I thought it was fine. uh, (laughs) It goes back to Sausage Party. Anything that has to do with religion, I'm just like, fuck you. Unless you're doing some action-packed shit with it, like you know, Indiana Jones type of stuff, I'll go along with it. Supernatural stuff, I'll go along with it. But when you're trying to put a fucking message in my head, like mother, I I left with a headache. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I can watch anything that Jennifer Lawrence is in. And I don't know what the fuck it is about that movie, but it was just, it was so hard to watch from beginning to end. And it just seems like it just kept getting harder and harder as the movie went on. I almost tapped out, man, but I'm glad I didn't just because now I can honestly say, yeah, truly, that's just a shitty movie from beginning to end. And the thing is, the people that like that movie a lot, those are the type of filmmakers that are, or or, uh, reviewers that are like, let me show you how deep I am. Because it's not a good movie. There's nothing there. The only it's it's a if I saw it as a play, I would walk out and be like, well, they were trying to do something. But if they're like, and we're going to fund this as a movie, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. I got to ask something because like for me, I can understand I can understand where you're coming from with this. But like I didn't mind the movie. I gave like a C or like a, a 7.5 or something. I thought yeah. it was like intriguing with what they were doing. But like for me, like I would categorize mother with um what's it called with like i'm thinking of ending things or uh what was that um midsommar like i would be oh, throwing them all in too. the same yeah. group yeah. so i'm very so like when i when i saw like i'm thinking of ending things i didn't i wasn't a big fan that. i gave like a six something i was like i now understand why people were not fans of mother and then kova was like <laughs> <to get mouth." laughs> wait kova liked i'm thinking of ending things yeah i thought it was a great film i i like <sighs> <laughs> I'm a fan of art house films. I don't mind them, but when you do it over the top like Mother did, what the same fucking thing? <laughs> See, I was with Kova the first time around. Now I'm with Steve because boy, 
Let me tell you what about I'm thinking of ending things. That's what I fucking thought about 15 minutes into the movie. I'm thinking of turning this motherfucker off. Holy shit. shit. That's a, oh, was my it, God. I haven't oh, seen, it, I haven't seen yet, that dude. movie yet, dude. Listen, I'm just going to put it this way. I'm not going to like shit all over a movie that I, I, I did not complete the movie. So I can't oh, really no. like just say, Question. you know what I'm saying? I can't. Yes. As, as he put it, Art Housey. Also, I wasn't a fan of, uh, what was it, uh, Being John Malkovich? Another one where I'm just like, this movie can go and fuck itself. I just, I, I don't. I like that movie. I don't get it, man. I'm sorry. I just don't. Okay. So did you think, did you like uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Wine? Yeah, I liked that one. I did like that one. But I think yeah, I was yeah. giving. And Being John Malkovich. Yeah, I know. Fully aware. What I'm saying is, these are the types of films that he does. Charlie Kaufman, this is his type of film. Like, he uses. Like very like psychological stuff to get into your head to make you think about things. Like what I don't remember specifically my explanation of uh, I'm thinking of endings. But I remember saying it's like you know what if like instead of being the hero of the story, it's telling you you know what if you're just that guy that's just doing nothing, the mundane shit, the rest of your life, and it just leads to nothing in the end. That's what the movie's about, and that's what I, that's how I took it, and I was just like. It's like I, I get Steve and spoiler Steve's gonna come in here and say mother. <laughs> so gonna keep opening doors. Keep opening doors. It's like yo, you want to look at the Bible? It's gonna be all right, Steve. It's okay, man. <laughs> I know, I've had a couple like that. Uh, good coffee, cups of coffee. Didn't Charlie Kaufman do Synecdoche in New York? Uh, I know. I think he did, and I don't know if I it, if it's not him, then I I regret I didn't mean to, but dude, th- after because his name rings to me because I remember watching that movie and saying I will never watch another movie by this person, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was uh, that was him. But I here's the thing for uh, all those movies sound better than Midsummer. Because Dan knows how much I hated that movie. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, let me just stop you really quickly here, Steve. Yeah. I just want to point something out. Hudson, I'm talking to you. Oh, yeah. I want, okay. I want to point something out right now. Please. So, spoiler, Steve, just went with Midsommar. You said nothing. Weekly, you cap on me for the way I talk. Why did you say nothing? Are you just being because a gracious host? I don't know which one it is. I'm not I've sure. Heard I've, never heard, I've never heard Midsommar before, but I'm not I've, saying I it's have. wrong. I have heard that. I'm just saying, yeah, okay, then you've heard it before. Okay, yes. I just, because you got to understand. Now, Cove, I don't think you listen to the show, and that's quite all right. But, like, weekly, this motherfucker gets on here. And even if I, like, I'm, I'm just off by, like, an accent. This dude is on my ass. I'm just surprised, Steve. That's what, I'm just giving you the background. I'm surprised, Hudson, that you didn't go after him right there. Oh, that's no, I've, I've heard people say both, both. And the thing is, that movie means so little to You just don't want to talk brain. about it? I will. It's, it's. Like I told Dan, I was like, I could have gotten a junior high school student and said, hey, make a, make a movie. And given him money, and that's what he would have come up with. <laughs> but we're starting off pretty uh, odd this week. Like, we're just bashing the shit out of movies. I kind of like it, actually. I like the aggression. Well, no, we talked about great, like, we talked about great Cohen movies. And then we went into, you know, other people like Charlie Kaufman and his weak sauceness. I'm curious, though. Round the table. Kova, you go first. What did you think of Midsummer? Uh, I gave it an eight for a visually well shot movie, an okay story, and I promised myself I would never watch it again. Okay, that's fair. Now that's a fair <laughs> answer right there. 
Spoiler, Steve, how about you? Uh, I don't, uh, I'm looking for my rating for it right now. I don't remember. I want to say like an eight, maybe, maybe an eight and a half or something. I want, I, I remember enjoying the movie, but like, uh, what I give it, I want, I'm going to give it an eight right now. All right. An eight. See, now I watched the movie. I went to the theater, saw it by myself, and it was the, not the extended edition. I just watched the regular edition and I liked it. I thought it was decent just because I really hadn't seen anything like that before. Yeah, it was kind of artsy. Yeah, it was really trippy, but I was digging on all like the psychedelics of the food, you know, like pulsating and shit like that and the faces in the trees and all that bullshit. But then I made the mistake of watching the director's cut, which is just three hours of all of it just smelling. It's This movie just smells its own farts constantly. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I just, uh, I don't know, man. I was weird. I went from like being, I remember, I don't remember what I gave it, but I remember reviewing it and being positive about it. And after I watched it with my wife, she was like, what the fuck was that? What did you just make me watch? And I totally agree with her. Like, I don't know. And, and I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't, I recall it being different. And this just wasn't what I remember seeing. So like a dummy, I went back and watched it a third time. Now I officially hate this movie. I think it's terrible. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold right. on. I found my reading, by the way. What is it? Go ahead, Steve, go ahead. I give it a 9.2. Jesus! Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cinematography, I gave like a perfect like 9.9. Uh, the music is, is beautiful, and the writing's pretty good, and the performance is great. Cinematography, the CGI, special effects, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, the plot, I gave a, a C plus, because I'm like, what the fuck? But everything else, this is like encompassed. It's so beautiful, where you're just like... Man, this is gorgeous. But you know, I can understand where you're all coming from. I'm with you on the plot. Like I, I I think the plot is really what makes me not like this movie because I can't even begin to hate on the acting. I thought all the acting was fantastic. I agree with you. I think the music was really weird. And I do enjoy a, like a trippy vibe movie. But it just like I said, this movie just the more you watch it, it just gets so I'm going to say it again. This movie smells its own farts. Oh, it's yeah, just sure. so pretentious. You know what I mean? And it's just so, so self-serving. And I was like, ah. You know what? Maybe I'll be a little nicer to it, and I'll take away the hate word. I won't say I hate it, but I just think that it's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say like what Kobe said. I just. I promise myself that I will never watch this movie ever again. Yeah, it, 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 that's the same thing I did with uh, Ari Aster's first movie, Hereditary. I I gave it a four, and I said I'm never watching this shit again. This is two hours <laughs> oh, that of my life. Just... I'm never getting. Yeah, that, I that one. That hey, some people like Gouda. Some people like craft singles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was a bit Velveeta that movie, but you know what? I give that mo- I give hereditary more prop. I, I have a feeling you guys will disagree with me, but I give hereditary more props than I give the other one. And here's the reason why is that can anyone say that that hit that? I don't even want to say it just in case people are watching it, but let's just say the scene with the girl that goes her big scene. No one saw that shit coming. I thought no. that was super impressive. I loved no. it. But you know what's funny? After a movie I watched today, or the movie I uh, rewatched, my love. I mean, the movie I we watched the movie that I loved this week. And after watching, I was like, you know what? That her that hereditary kill wasn't as dope as I, I thought. I forgot how good the kills are in this movie. But anyway, do you know what our speaking of hereditary and Midsummer? Do you know what Arias is doing next? This is so him too. He's doing a four hour horror comedy. Oh, oh, now see, see, I don't see, see him doing comedy. That's the thing. Do you really want Ari Aster comedy? No, <laughs> I don't want Ari Aster anything. I know. I've heard that several to, times from you. 
Since he's going to make a movie, of course he's going to do a four-hour thing. And then people are going to sit through it and give it a standing ovation saying how deep it Watch. Watch. It's going to happen. Wow. Did you see Some of them might be listening right now, Steve, so be nice. No, I don't believe. I don't. I believe that Kova and and Spoiler Steve are better than this. They're better than this. They're not going to fall for the shenanigans. But it's their job to watch it, though, and they will. And I don't know. I got a feeling it's going to be 50-50. I think Kova's going to... I don't even know what it's about yet, but I think Kova will dislike it, and I think that Steve will like it. Well, see, like, like, we have a lot of movies here that, like, Steve has asked me to review, even though I don't want to. So, like, um, (laughs) we made a rule before the pandemic, or we had a clause, because, like, initially this clause was, I would watch one animated film a year. Oh. Okay, but but I don't want to watch past nine. So I made, before the pandemic, I said, <laughs> I will watch every animated film that comes out as long as I don't have to watch past nine and review it. And he's like, deal. Unfortunately, the pandemic <laughs> hit. <laughs> so I continue, I continue to have to watch animated films until Fast Night comes out. <laughs> Dad got it. Dad. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. So, like, so see, there's compromises. So, who knows? If I see the new Ari Astro trailer of his god off for four hours <laughs> horror <laughs> comedy and it looks good, I might watch it. Steve might watch it. Uh, who knows? I might get another year of animated movies for Kova. Let's face it, though. We're podcasters that talk about movies. We're all going to fucking watch this movie. You know it. Ex- with the exclusion of Hudson, oh, yeah. I think we'll end up all watching it. Four hours? There's no... The theater's not going to be... It's going to have to be a streamed movie then. Well, theater's going to be open anyway. Four hours. That's true. That's true. And I don't want to... I don't think even the theater's open in time for this thing to be shown. Do people want to sit in an enclosed area for four hours? Mm-hmm. No way. <laughs> That's no. like Ten Commandments kind of shit right there. Isn't that movie like, <laughs> it's like four fucking hours long? I have 15 commandments. I have 10 commandments. Oh, nice pull, man. Nice fucking pull. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Better horror comedy than the one that we're living right now. A pandemic. Oh, oh Four hours. Oh, snap. One year. <laughs> that's a great freaking th- well, maybe you walk into the theater and it's just a camera pointed at this pointed at the the freaking it's just audience. a live feed of the audience you know what that's what Ari Oster would do you know what I would, would be, oh my god would, we would just look at ourselves and then people were like oh I see what he's on I understand what he was doing right there man it's like the man's quest for self love is what oh, he's showing dude, us right now people would do that everyone's too, wearing masks oh. <laughs> And there's one guy with the coronavirus just floating over his head. Oh, dude, he's going to be, it's going to be so trash. It's going to be so trash. <laughs> so pretentious, Mary man. Oster. All right, let's get it. All right. We, we, have, we have done a lot. <laughs> let's try to at least get one review in, Dan. All right. Hey, you might have to do the contact info real let's quick, Steve. It. Yo, what's happening? Welcome to Heroes of Noise. We're in a hate fest right now for some reason, but I enjoy it. I think it's a nice change. My name is Dan Ramirez. This is episode 132. I've got some contact information for you. If you want to hit up Heroes of Noise, that's us. Hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, that's Heroes of Noise. And me, Dan, at Dan Q Public. Hit up Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. But bypass all of it and go to www.heroesofnoise.com. And there you can find it all. Leave us a voicemail. Subscribe to the show. I believe you can subscribe to these guys' shows on here. And if not, I'll make sure that happens. And then also, uh, you know... 
just do us a favor. Just there's a bunch of shows down there. Just apply to all of them. Apple apply. Listen to me. I'm all fucked up now. Subscribe. Apply. I don't know what's gonna happen if you do, but I would say subscribe would be more successful. Other than that, let's cut it short. Time is short, baby. We only got like 2020. Only so much left, and I don't know what's gonna happen from here on out. So back to you, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, since we've been, we were even gabbing before the show, so let's get into a review so that we can actually do a few of them right now. Dan, what's the first review you want to do? All right, Steve, I think that we should start off with uh, something that most people are, uh, can have access to right now because everyone has Netflix. And I think we should start off with The Haunting of Bly Manor. All right. And then before I say anything, Steve, I want to tell you right now that I did get your text last night as you, te- <laughs> as you sent it to me. And I decided not to answer you for the purposes of the show right now. How dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, you asked the question that I knew that was going to be coming. So I figured I would might as well, you know, answer and it my, now. My question, gentlemen, was, does this thing pick up? <laughs> and he did not answer. I was like, what the crap, dude? Just let me know so that I could like, because I was getting sleepy a little. And I was like, oh, this is probably going to get going. So we're talking about Bly, uh, um, Haunting of Bly Manor, which is technically, am I wrong, the sequel? To the the first haunting of, what was it? Haunting was of it? Hill House. No, no, what? no. I heard it's the same cast. Uh, it is. It's like one of those American Horror Story situations where they just yeah. switch it up and they keep the same people. It is the highly anticipated, as they say, Steve, follow up to Mike <laughs> Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House. It's not a sequel, actually. It's actually based on the work of Henry James, who's known for his novella, Steve, The Turn of the Screw. So after an oh pair's tragic God. death, yeah, yeah. After an, <laughs> after an au pair's tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to care for his orphan niece and nephew who reside at Bly Manor with the chef Owen, groundkeeper Jamie, and housekeeper Mrs. Groves. Soon after arriving at the Bly estate, she begins to experience strange and supernatural occurrences. All right. I'm going to be gracious this time. I'm going to give it up to our guest, Steve. Let's start with you, Kova. What did you think? Uh, tell you what. Let's go your style. Non-spoiler rating. And uh, just a just a real quick review. Uh, well, I only saw the first episode. Okay, that's good. Uh, uh, crazy weekend, uh, but uh, I, I, cast looks nice. But you just said that this is that it's from the guy that did the turning of the screw or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And wasn't there a movie that came out earlier this year? The turn of the screw. Yeah, like with uh, Mackenzie Davis called The Turning. Yes, and I th- is that I think that might actually be some kind of a tie-in with that. But be honest it with is, you, dude. yeah, yeah, it totally is. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap, good pull, Kova. So you're telling me I'm watching pretty much the long version of, of that. The Turning. Yes. Well, I didn't like the movie. I <laughs> only saw the first episode. I gave it an. I'm giving it an eight point two. I oh. I liked. Oh, it's out of five. Then uh, three. That's that's like a three three point five somewhere around there. All right. Um, and um, uh, I I like the cast. I'm intrigued. Uh, it, it's got me interested, but I still need more because I I didn't get to continue with the second episode unfortunately because it just got really busy. But I am intrigued because like this hour that I saw was more interesting than the movie. <laughs> wow. Strong feelings right there. All right. Spoiler, Steve, you're up. Yeah. I also only saw the pilot, um, but it's very interesting. I would probably give it uh, right now a three point, uh, three and a half out of five ghosts right now. Um, 
it's, it's, it's intriguing. Uh, I like that it's only nine episodes. I like that they're only about, it looks like 50 minutes an episode or so. So that's not horrible. Um, and you guys seen, I mean, you said novella. So I'm, I'm curious of how much they had to add then into the story to make this nine episodes. But I don't know right now. I'm liking, I'm liking the pace, but I'm guessing, you know, there's two, there's two parts. There's a, um, a flash forward and, a, and a, I guess like 50 years in the past, maybe. Maybe I forget, I forget what the time difference is, but I'm curious if that's going. We're getting introduced to a family, like a wedding, so I'm curious if we're getting more of that throughout the season, or if it's just mostly in the past. So I'll be checking out at least another episode or two. Uh, but like this does remind me a lot of like American Horror Story, and I'm not the biggest fan of that. I, I do try a couple of seasons of that, but I've never actually finished one. So I'm hoping I'll finish this one, but I don't know. It really just depends. All of you guys have just watched the pilot, so go ahead, Steve. All right, I will say I like every. Most, there are so many things that Mike Flanagan has done that I like. You know, from Doctor Sleep, I liked. I liked uh, Ouija: Origin of Evil. Oculus, I really liked. Like he's done things. And I'm just like, man, this dude is on point. So it almost gives me a want to like this show. <laughs> but I did not like Haunting of Hill House. I stopped that movie. And this one, or that show, and this one seems as if I'm probably going to do the same. I don't think that this is my groove. If someone is like, hey, Steve, we're making a show that is not your groove, this would be the one they made. Because I don't like that whole, it's not horror, what do you think? Like, I saw an article that they're like, hey, how many ghosts did you see? And people are like, oh, I saw the one that was hiding there. I'm like, oh, this isn't my thing. I don't want to <laughs> watch a show to do homework. Not a chance. It's not my thing. So I appreciate what Mike Flanagan brings, but I'd give this show maybe like a two out of five, and I'm probably not going to continue. So I've seen seven episodes, and I'm going to tell you, I feel like I'm on a trend right now, so I'm going to hopefully get off of this trend, but um, I agree with you. There's things that Mike Flanagan does that I actually really enjoy. Um, I did like The Haunting of Hill House a hell of a lot more than this one, and here's here's my situation with this. Uh, much like you guys started watching it and I asked the same question immediately that Steve asked me last night, which is, is this going to pick up at any point? Uh, I can tell you from my point of view now, gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you the truth. I put effort into trying to watch this shit. Like there's sometimes I, you know, I really want to believe in, in what I'm reading review wise or, or, you know, if I watch a YouTube review, which wasn't the case in this one, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I try to see what they're talking about. This yeah. is what I've come up with. Okay. I'm going to give you the, the positives first, the pros. It is beautifully shot. Uh, it does have great performances, uh, but like American Horror Story, you know, it, it makes use of the same actors and it puts them into different roles. And for me, that can be really off-putting at times because I, you know, um, not that I was that locked into Hill House with these people and not everyone from Hill House is in this. But I tend to kind of find a groove with them, and it's not like I haven't seen actors do other roles before. But for some reason, when you're using this format, it just throws me off, and it takes me a little extra time to kind of get on board with it. Um, Henry Thomas is very off-putting in this. In comparison to how I normally see him, he's got this very creepy British accent, which he does very well. But I think you'll find that as the series goes on... uh, What am I trying to say, guys? It's like fucking watching molasses pour out of 
ajar. I mean, it just doesn't, it just seems like we're, like we're treading through water or something like that. I, I can't really get down with it at all. Um, it's not a horror series as most people already kind of know, especially in comparison to Hill house. Um, it does focus heavily on romantic relationships between the various characters. And, you know, you're still going to get some creepy moments and some disturbing visuals and stuff, but like the haunting of Hill, excuse me, the haunting of blind manor basically focuses on relationships that, may not be optimal for the, like the people involved. You know what I mean? Like kind of like a uh, forbidden love, if you will, it spends like a whole shit ton of time focusing on the character of Danny. Who's the au pair. Uh, you know, the story does somewhat revolve around her, but it does paint a picture like around her as we move along. She's got this backstory where she's haunted, which I won't really give too much about it, but she is haunted by this ghostly figure with these glowing glasses. I don't know because I've already been seven episodes in. If you guys have seen this yet, but we have friends that are overseas. So I'd like, I'm not trying to offend, but this show came off like super British to me, like way too British. And I just couldn't get with the, the pacing of it. Um, the way, like the cadence of the characters and how they all interact with each other. And the, like, there's these creepy little kids that talk like grown ass people. And there's like this one little girl that's constantly calling everything perfectly splendid. And I, I, dude, I don't know. Like I really, really tried with this one because I wanted to get all the way through it. And the only other time that I've had this problem where I had to like start a show. Well, that's not true. There's been two times I had to start series over. One of them was game of Thrones. And guess what ended up making like, I was like, what, what the hell was my problem? Like, I love this. The second one was um warrior nun and i'm just like forcing myself to watch this and i ended up being like you know what <laughs> like why <laughs> you know what i mean like why did i do that exactly no outside of the cute outside of the cute portuguese girl there's really no reason for me to be watching this show but um i will say that last night i tried to watch an eighth episode but i was just so bored of it that i couldn't even really follow it anymore um I'm going to dump this one, man. I think honestly, I it's, I think that some people will enjoy this. I do think that people that are kind of dipping their toes into like horror and they want to, they want to technically say that they've seen something that's scary may like this. If you enjoy a more of a romantic story, a little more of a, um, not necessarily a period piece type of a thing, but you know, it, it is romance from the past and it, it focuses on that. And, um, the cinematography and all of the like, um, production design and stuff like that, all of that shit is top notch. But this is a very, very pretty turd <laughs> wrapped with a bow, basically. I just could not get into it at all. And I really try to give these things, especially this time of year, Halloween and such, I try to give it my all and really put my effort in. But I just could not get down with this at all. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a 1.5 out of five children that talk like grown ass adults. But I will say oh, wow. one. Yeah, but I will say one thing. Um, I will say that I have a a feeling, a very good feeling that there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me on this. Therefore, I still recommend you give it a shot because it just because it wasn't my thing doesn't mean it won't be yours. But I'm looking for a specific type of, um, you know, eerie type of show that I'm watching during this time of year. And this just wasn't it. And I think that they kind of advertise it. They don't they don't really go all balls out and go, oh, yeah, this is just horror. You're going to get the shit scared out of you kind of stuff. But they just advertise it in a fashion that makes it a little more. It's almost like false advertising to me. So. That said, I, I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one. Question. Yo. Um, uh, what was that movie Guillermo del Toro did with uh, Tom Hiddleston? Crimson Peak, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. Crimson Peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw it, but everybody that saw it said it was like a, a, a horror romance. Is it similar? Because in, in a lot of the reviews I've been seeing, just the headline, they've been comparing it to that. It's more akin to... Uh, Crimson Peak and other type of horrors, and which was a romance horror. And I was just like, okay, that sounds interesting. I didn't see that movie, but 
Is it like that? Steve, you want to take this one? I would say the Crimson Peak, like, I liked Crimson Peak. I thought it was good. And it it's not one of those things where, like, Guillermo del Toro knows how to string things along, but in every single instance of the stringing along, something really cool is happening. You're like, oh, that was dope. Oh, this is awesome. That is not this. So far, <laughs> Dan might have, maybe Dan has seen some things. This is just a thing like, if you took a Guillermo del Toro movie and took everything between the cool things and just stretched that out for a whole show, that's what this is. But we need cool things happening in order for me to sit through. I think they thought the cool thing was stuff like her getting stuck in the closet. That's well, not cool. No, I'm going to be fair and say that there are some quote-unquote trippy things that happen in this one. Matter of fact, there's a particular episode that involves the housekeeper. I think it's like episode four maybe episode five and it's like um i don't want to say it's quentin tarantino ish but you know how like a quentin tarantino movie you have to sort of figure out where are we at exactly like there's three different time sets going on yeah. where exactly it's something like that that goes okay. on and and there there are some trippy elements to this there are some eerie things you know there's some oh what was that i just saw in the corner kind of out of my eye for two seconds kind of stuff but and you know maybe it's all building up to this massive climax at the end but i just haven't seen it yet and I'm not saying that I that I hated it. I just can't get down with this movie. You know what I mean? It's just not my cup of tea. So, you know, I think that some people, like I said, are going to enjoy it and be like, what the hell was Dan talking about? I found it to be perfectly enjoyable. You know, yes, it's not that scary. Maybe some people will say that it is scary. But um, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine that was kind of like watching this or not, not kind of. She was watching it and I was getting her feedback like episode to episode, slow day at work. And uh, she was into it. Very much so, even though she likes she gets like terrified of movies like The Nun. So that kind of puts it in a perspective of like her her level of horror. You know what I mean? But as the show carried on, particularly she got to like, I think it was like episode eight. And she was like, I am just not buying this anymore. Like, I'm going to finish it because I'm this far. But no, it it it, it tanked. So Oof. those are just the opinions that I've heard, like, you know, firsthand. I've read a lot of stuff that's positive about it. I've read, I've read a lot of people say, especially fans of the original or I should say Hill House. You know, they they uh, really love that one. They love that style. So I believe this is for some people, but I'm just going to tell you right now, not for me, not at all. Under what did you give it? I gave it a what I say. I think I gave it a one point five. Yeah. Oh, you're it, it's lower than us. Yeah, I'm going one point five out of because you know why? Because I put the work in and I'm still not satisfied. That's <laughs> why one point five children yeah, that talk that like grown ass adults. But man. you said more nice things about it than we did. I did, but that's because. <laughs> I've seen more than you have, right? Yeah. I mean, that only makes sense. If you've seen one episode and I've seen seven, obviously I'm going to have more to say about it. I know yeah, I not agree. good things. I would imagine the good things, since you've gotten more good things than we got, it would raise the, because like, look, you got one episode of good cinematography and I got seven. Okay, I, I know where you're going and I can say this. Yes, I could give it a higher rating. If you want to know what I put down originally, it was 2.75. But that was counting all of the, you know, the cinematography and the performances. And I, I get that. But now I'm pissed because I've gone this far and it's just been this massive waste of time for me. Understand. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Right. So you, could be, you could be at the 275 when you're at like episode four or five. But then all of a sudden six and seven, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are, Thank they, you. Like, Thank why are you. they doing this? And all of a sudden your plot score goes down two more points because you just can't take it anymore. And I, I get it. Like, yeah, I'm just bittered by the whole man. thing. So I, you know, I'm going to tell you, like, if you're just looking for, I will say this, if you are looking for something to scare you and you're a fan of horror and you're, or you, you want to get creeped out, I'll even say if you like American horror story, 
I think you might be going into this with the wrong attitude. You know what I mean? Like, like just, just take away all of your preconceived notions about this thing and just go in blank and you're either going to love it or you're either going to hate it. Like there's, I just don't think there's going to be an in-between. I haven't heard any there's all rights yet. It's either been, it's, it's shitty or it's like really good because of all of the artsy fartsy stuff. Totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah. So. What's next? I asked you guys to watch No Escape. Okay. <laughs> what? This is this is a record breaking show as far as the the attitudes that are going to be on the show. <laughs> so yeah, no escape, gentlemen. Um, I again, I'm going to go ahead and keep this one to myself right now. But I am very curious. Let's stay with the the pace of this. Let's go with Steve this time, Mister Spoiler Steve. What did you think of No Escape? I'm giving it a four out of five chainsaws. I was spoiler free. I was very impressed because of the landing. The ending is just, <laughs> I was just, cause I'm like, it's, it's following every trope you're expecting in this type of like saw movie. Um, but like, you know, you're actually like saw combined with the escape room movie that came out last year. And, uh, you know, it's following all the stupid tropes you're expecting, but you know, I don't know. I was into it. And then all of a sudden the third act occurs and then shit happens. And then you get that last five minutes and you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it got me like, otherwise I would have been like, this is like a two and a half, but uh, that really, it, I'm a big person on ending sometimes. Like that's all I need. And right then I was like, okay, like applause, like, like rat little, like slow clap, golf clap, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm giving it a four out of five. I was very impressed with the, the end product. Right on. Uh, real quick, I'm going to go back for just a second because I did fail to give the premise of the movie. A social media personality travels with his friends to Moscow to capture new content for a successful vlog. Always pushing the limits and catering to growing, <clears throat> excuse me, to a growing, growing audience, they enter the cold world of mystery, excess, and danger. When the lines between real life and social media are blurred, the group must fight to escape and survive. So um, this movie was written by Will Wernick and directed by Will Wernick. It stars Holland Roden. <clears throat> Excuse me, Ronan Rubenstein, Keegan Allen, Denzel Whitaker, Amelia Aris, Pasha D. Uh, Lichinoff, I believe, and Kimberly Quinn, amongst a cast of others. I just want to give that real quick. Kova, please, what'd you think? Uh, well, I'm going to give it a 3.75. Uh, I'm kind of with, with uh, Spoiler Steve, where like uh, it, it stuck the landing. I did, I was enjoying it compared to something else that we saw. Uh, a lot more so. <laughs> um, so, so, and, and for me, it was, uh, like he said, it was more hostile slash slaw slash escape room that, that I got from it. But, uh, but it, it was, it was that ending. That ending is where, and then, because you, you connected everything together, like it all made sense at the end. I was like, oh shit, like, yeah. That actually made sense. I can see it. Like, and um, not, you know, shot the best, uh, I say, but uh, definitely um, you can tell they spent some money on it. Uh, uh, the acting's all right. It's not, like, the greatest out there. But uh, it's an enjoyable horror film for, for the time of the year, you know, so... It is something that, you know, if you want to just hang out with your friends and, and get a little like, what the fuck is going on, man, type of feeling horror film, uh, this would do it. All right. 
Now, Steve, I'm trying to figure out who should go first between you and I. I have a feeling after our small conversation that we had, I might be in trend with these guys more than you. So do you mind if I go first? Go first. All right. So I agree with these guys. Actually, I do think that um, this movie was pretty entertaining, like from the time that I started it. Yeah, there's definitely a familiar feel to it. It does have that hostile feel. Um, You know, you get your your cocky Americans that go overseas and then because they feel like they're invincible and they run into a problem and you know, this is what you get. I will say that the movie kind of, I kind of agree with Kova quite a bit. Like it's not the best shot movie, but it is a fun movie for this time of year. Um, I do like escape room films. I do like that sense of um, getting a little bit of anxiety when the time is is running out and is this person going to die? What's going to happen? That kind of stuff that does it for me. But what happened with this one pretty early on, and this is maybe just a fault of my own, is that I did start going, ah, okay. I already kind of know what's going to happen at the end. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. But I think I have an idea of where it's going, which I'll get into in just a second. I'll give you like what I thought was going to happen. But so going with that, when the ending came, I wasn't necessarily surprised. But personally, I had some pretty big issues with the reveal like and i'll I'll get into that like i I, i'll get into that in just a second but i just kind of felt like for me that was just a bit kind of like what the fuck you know what i mean like i had that type of a moment with it so whereas i did enjoy this movie you guys are you know fans of the ending the ending kind of put me off a little bit and i'll get into it a little bit more later on but i'll go ahead and give it a rating uh right off the bat i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 3.5 out of five shady russians that is fair How about you, Steve? All right, listen. (laughs) (laughs) No, real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh And I'm sorry, that's not fair to like cut you off like that, but I am curious about something. I kind of want to know where you started and if if it changed on you, when it changed. Okay, so um, during the movie, like anyone that watches horror as much as I have, there aren't many things that you could do that's going to shock me. Or, like, surprise me. Or, like, say, I've never seen this before. So I always take that into a horror movie. It's not fair for me to be like, oh, I've seen that done before. But like, yeah, because 100 billion movies have been made. Join the club. But can someone do it with a twist? So I saw, I knew that it was going to be a hostile situation. Off the jump. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cool. But I love hostile, so I'm in. Um, I thought the dude was adequately hateable because I hate people just like him. So I'm like, yeah, I hate him. <laughs> um, I was disappointed that because normally in what, what good horror movies do, and I should have, you know what? I should have gotten a smell of what was happening when he wasn't tortured. I should have had a smell because that's what we want. I wanted him to be strapped in somewhere. So you were completely surprised at the end? Surprised is a way to say it, yeah. Okay, caught off guard, whatever, but you didn't see it coming. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, Proceed. So I'm watching it and I'm in. I'm in, I'm like, this is fun. And I love, here's what they did really well, which is why um, this is getting, my my score is not going to be as low as it should. Because during the movie, I'm like, this is really, like the way they're they're learning that, that things are happening they're having the exact responses you should be like, come on, this is ridiculous. But you start realizing, wait a minute, this is a thing, right? And I'm like, I like how this is happening. And everything seemed legit. 
And I I thought, oh, man, this is fun. It's people that, you know, you're kind of like, this is what you get, you Americans going over there, down talking people, especially in the restaurant when he said it. I'm like, I can't wait for this dude to die. And so as it's going, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then the end happens. (laughs) And I said, you have got to be kidding me. Let me tell you, because then my brain went back and thought about everything that had to go right that is impossible to go right. And I was like, oh, you just, it's almost like you wrote a script and then said, and then this, without rereading the script and being like, is that possible? No, it's not. It's ridiculous. The ending is ridiculous. And I was so mad. And the good thing is that I was mad is that if it if Midsummer ended like this, I wouldn't care. Because I'm like, of course, it's bullcrap movie, garbage. So it ended with garbage. Yeah, makes sense. This was actually a legitimately fun movie. And then he said, you know what we just totally do? What? Give it the worst ending of all time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what you did. Congrats. And then they almost are like, when it ends, they're like, so anyway, there's that credit sequence. And then we kind of show you some junk. We're like, no, 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 no. You can't give a credit sequence and be like, and imagine all the rest came together too. Uh-uh. If, if you're going to give me that ending, you walk me through everything. Because he did a bunch of stuff that you could not have foreseen. For you sure. You just couldn't. And so I'm like, you walk me through that. There is a massive suspension of disbelief belief requirement for this movie now granted a lot of these movies are like that but this one in particular you you really have to go oh okay i I see (laughs) i see what they were okay hold on so all of this was just planned out huh dude i was so and here's the thing here's what i'll say this is one of those weird situations where if someone was like hey should i watch this movie I wouldn't say no. And Dan knows how I love the sticking of the landing. Yes. I was waiting for that. I wouldn't say no. I would say the ending is hyper trash. Put that in your brain. But watch the movie because I think this guy, whatever he does, or this woman, whatever they do next, I'm very interested. So I would give this movie a 2.5 out of 5. But I think this director is on their way. In my opinion, I might be crazy, but I think they're on their way and you'll be able to see, like, you know, they're getting their sea legs. And once they go, though, dude, I I think they're going to, I think they're going to do really, really well. I mean, I see them as a really good horror director, you know, in in the same line as Eli Roth, because Eli Roth would have would have stuck this landing. But I shouldn't compare a newcomer to Eli Roth. I'm just simply saying they know how to stick landings. So, um, yeah, 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, I mean, like, if we're going to use your term that they're getting their sea legs, they're pretty much naturals on the water already. You know what I mean? They're good, man. So, yeah, like, I don't really want to get too spoiler into this, but I would like to open this up to spoilers, you know, pros, cons, what you thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I do think that the ending, since we all seem to have, like, we're sort of, 50% 50% divided on the ending. I would like to discuss that. But, you know, beforehand, I would say that, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the movie's going, like, you're right. It, it had kind of like everything that 
is required at least by my by my taste and apparently yours to be a super enjoyable movie like i'm pretty i'm pretty hypercritical on movies and and because you know kova kind of mentioned something about another movie that we're going to be talking about i have strong opinions about that one too but i can't see both of these movies in the same fashion you know what i mean and i'll I'll explain that eventually (laughs) but um yeah this is more of the newer type of a Newer type of a, of a, I wouldn't even call it like a, there was some funny parts in it, but it truly wasn't like a comedy. You know what I mean? But it is a, a newer type of the horror genre where you have like the, uh, you know, your, your millennials acting fools. And, and, um, you've seen this a lot in the movies over the last few years that have come out. I mean, especially since now that we're doing, we're in like the Blumhouse era, there's a lot of familiarity there with that kind That's of thing. That's really smart, dude. I didn't even think about Blumhouse. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's, it's so smart. Yeah. There's, it's, it's right. becoming its own genre. It's like this, yeah. it's like a millennial horror, I guess you could say, where it's all, it's all like revolved around, you know, like technology and things like that, which very much like this one is too. Uh, another example of that would be um, Spree. I don't know if you guys have seen Spree. Oh, I want to see that so bad. It's with uh, Ben Swartz lookalike. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one, but you know, again, it makes use of technology now and, and it's, it's very modernized. So yeah, they're doing that just fine. Um, I think all of the acting for what we're getting for a horror movie was actually pretty good. I mean, you do have your, your, uh, it's a very well-rounded cast. I mean, you could break these into tropes very easily, but it is the formula for a horror movie, you know, but I think that they did fine. I mean, like I was fully invested in this movie and then, like you said, you just want this dude to get, you want this, well, you didn't say this, but you kind of want this guy to meet his fate. Like, why yeah. isn't this guy? <laughs> because he's such an asshole. And it's, it's not so much that he's an asshole as much as he is like, um, I guess, you know, it's kind of funny for a podcaster to say that, but he's like, he's a vlogger, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, hey, look at me. And this is what I'm doing. Influencer is the word I'm looking for. He has that heavy, heavily influencer type of yes, a um, yes. feel to it that I don't know. Maybe that's the old folk in me. Maybe I'm just getting old now and I can't like truly relate to that. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, I was still fully enjoyed. I, I thought that all of like his girlfriend was believable. His best friend was believable. Everybody, even like the douchey guy that sort of set everything up was believable. You know, you get yourself some some uh, some scary Russians. Everything was working just fine. Now, I will say when it comes to like the escape room portion of the movie, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that part because I love that kind of like suspense. Even if I know, like, hey, you know, we're a little early in the movie for shit to be happening. When you get that type of suspense where you're like the dude was messing with the gears and they're doing like the stretch thing and all of that, all of that was super cool. And I, I just thought, OK, cool. I, I'm I'm going to recommend this movie tomorrow. And guess what, folks? I still recommend it. I just watched it last night. I um I still recommend the movie. But the ending. um, What, what it was for me is that, like I said, I kind of knew that something was going to be happening in. In that sense, what I thought what it was going to be was this guy. Oh, God, what was his name? Um, Alexei, the the Russian millionaire guy that they that kind of like put this all out for them. I sort of thought that it was going to be like he was going to be the the Russian version of this guy. And it was going to be like, surprise, you're actually on my show. Something like that. You know, so I, I was oh, you quite mean like a, a smarter version of the ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> One could say that, Steve. One could say a smarter version of the ending. Yeah. Um. I thought, I thought it was going to be something. Version because then he would have found out about it. What do you mean? How? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, oh, okay. I'm just finishing. <laughs> he's, he's just getting some discourse. In I kind of caught myself. I was like, wait. <laughs> like, how would he? Because he'd be streaming. Yeah. I'll yeah. It's a brilliant. That would have been a brilliant, cool, fun 
even though you could have like, oh, I could have seen this coming. Yes, it's a still predictable. Stick. It's yes. a perfectly land. You're like, oh, that's really funny because we think something sketchy about Homeboy in the beginning anyway. We're like, we all think he's sketchy. It's just how sketchy is he? Great. So what is it that we don't like? Is is it that is it that you don't like the um what's it called the actual reveal of it's all fake and it's being and like Big this is all stuff from the beginning or the Big fact that so the whole murder itself doesn't bother you like you, what about that part of the twist because that guy that, that's a ridiculous part because all of them were in the room they didn't stop him <laughs> yeah okay yes that's <laughs> that's the thing now if we okay let's I like that question let's just say that. He did, like, the movie ends, he kills this dude, and then, like, you know, the lights come on, and it was like, oh, shit, you just killed the host of this show or something like that. I still think that could have worked. It would have been a little bit cheap, but I would have been down with it. But that's it, Steve. You hit it right on the fucking head. These people watched him because all they did was turn on the lights. Thank you! It was like, surprise! <laughs> like, you, after the second crucial blow to his dome, someone could be like, you know what? Maybe we should stop him. Maybe he doesn't know this is real. <laughs> You know, I realized that because, you know, if you watch like the, the mid credits, you do see the um, I guess the formation of the plan and how everyone's enjoying themselves and stuff. But like this movie is asking you at the end and it's already asking this of you. But at the end, it's like, look, we know we've asked a lot of you, but we're going to really, really ask <laughs> even more right now. We want you to suspend all disbelief, even though you've been doing so already and go with us here. There's so now. Granted, I understand this dude's a, a millionaire Russian guy that has you know. It, apparently, he was pretty powerful from where he was at, unless that was all part of the hoax too. Exactly. But, what you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know exactly what was and what wasn't, but it's like I, <laughs> I just don't understand like how they wouldn't have like put two and two together and realize like if this guy is the one that's putting all of this on, why are we allowing him to get beat? They're asking us to. Picture, put ourselves into the, uh, what was his name? Um, I just, I just completely blanked on his name right now. It's like the whitest name in the world. Uh, Cody or something like that. Cole, <laughs> Cole. Cole. Thank you. I couldn't remember the guy's name, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's even whiter than that. It's like brighter than bright, but it is asking us to put ourselves into Cole's position and have him watching his friends get murdered where there are power tools involved with blood spurting and limbs falling and it's like right there in front of him. There is no optical illusions or anything. So now you're telling me that you have the best of the best when it comes to like makeup and prosthetics Gee. and things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? I realize, Gee. Steve, I realize, guys, that I am like really reading into this. But if they're going to be that asshole and ask us to really, really suspend the disbelief, I'm going to I'm going to have to like counter them and be like, yes, no, dude. You know what I mean? That said, I would recommend this movie to pretty much everyone. Like, if you want to see a movie, I know that's kind of a crazy contrast, but if you want to see this, see a movie that's fun, that's perfect for this time of year, that does have some suspense, and you know, and, and depending on your level of like horror or thrill, like thriller movies, this one could be a pretty good one for a lot of people. Like, I know, like personally, like my wife, she just hates horror, not hates it. She just actually gets afraid by pretty much anything. So she's the one that'll like cover up her eyes and stuff like this kind of movie's perfect for somebody like that. But for people like us that have watched movies like so many, so many, so many movies, I do think that this is actually a pretty good movie. It's just that ending that pissed me oh, off. Oh, my. And I'm going to ask Kova and, and spoiler, Steve. So the tank scene. So we know she was underwater. Okay. They would have to assume that he's for sure going to leave long enough 
for them yes. to dislodge the top that he had to hit with a metal object to open, give her a breathing apparatus, have her take breath, take said apparatus out, close it, lock it sturdily before he gets back and hide the breathing apparatus. They had to know that before doing that. What if he would have just stayed in there? The whole thing just <laughs> falls. It is very dependent on him doing exactly what they need him to do. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. The, uh, I, I have some info regarding this director. Oh, okay. Oh, I know where you're going, my friend. Go ahead. Uh-oh, what happened? He's already done another film called State Escape Room in 2017. Same premise and everything. Birthday for a friend. It's like, this guy has no originality. No wonder he did so good. Like, because he, he probably did bad in the 2017 version. We'll just keep tweaking it, guys. We'll get it. it out. That is Three so years from now, we're going to get Escape Room. No, no Escape 7. You ain't like, yeah, gonna be like Steve Hudson. <laughs> He's gonna be like, oh my god, it's going that's the twist. He killed the guy on his feed. <laughs> Dude, okay. It, it's I it, again, I get why y'all like the ending because it's a twist that you're like, oh, that's interesting. It's just unfortunately it now makes me because when I first watched the movie, when Brother Man did that whole three liters liters of water, I was impressed. I was like, look at you! Look at you go! It was so cool. But then when it's all fake, I look back, I'm like, bruh. You already knew the answer. I'm not impressed with you anymore. You already knew it was. I was really impressed by that cool thing. Now, brother, yeah, if you guys got hustled, all. then you're mad over it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think the Die Hard one was simpler than what the fuck they did. I'm saying they're going like, wait a minute, Die Hard with Avengers had the same thing, but. That shit was a lot easier than what the fuck you people are doing. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. I was I, trying to follow it, and I'm like, okay, I'm lost. I see this dude. She'd be dead. She'd be fucking yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. If they gave me that... Here's the thing. If all of us were in an escape room and we had to do that puzzle, I thought it was really cool because I'm like, by ourselves, we could probably do it in five minutes. With someone drowning, yeah, everything gets a little bit crazier. Or, you know, we're like, oh my God. And I was like, that's so smart to give them just a hard enough thing where it's like, it's um, kind of difficult, but the stress level makes it that much more difficult. You can solve it, but it's much more difficult. And then when they do the ending, I look back and be like, it all was all fake. That was a garbage thing. Everything was ridiculous because I, you already knew the answer. But at first I was really impressed because he was like, hey, remember when we did this in school and we got the diehard thing? And we did? I'm like, oh, cool, bro. Look at you. Go go on with your bad self. And I look back, I'm like, oh, you just had a cheat sheet and it was all trash. Next. <laughs> Cool. It's not trash. It's just you're just you're just so pissed off because you couldn't think of it at the end. It's it's a better ending. You, you should give this a three. You know you shouldn't have. Come on. Okay. Okay. My okay. Here's what I'll say, Mr. Spoiler. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna ask you a question. <laughs> so you're telling me at the end, why wouldn't they stop him from bashing his brains in? They were all celebrating that it was over. Like I, if I remember correctly, when the lights started turning back on, they were all like, "Yeah," and they were all like getting through. Like all of his friends are getting through, and they were like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And by yeah, that point, the he was spotlight like, was on the beating. So if they could see anything, the one thing they could see 
is him beating the dog mess out of homeboy. And if I may, if I may. So what you're trying to tell me, <laughs> spoiler Steve, I'm sorry, I have to say it or else you're going to think it's the other one. You're trying to tell me that these fucking people had planned this out to a T <laughs> with different types of variations already in place just in case this guy catches on, right? They're going to turn their backs at the crescendo, at this at this whole thing, the finale of it. They're going to turn their backs and say, job well done, instead of watching this go down. Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, because, no, 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 I got the code. Uh, I, he said, yeah, no, I got a code. <laughs> they're, they're all full of themselves. So they're not, they're, not, they're not watching him anymore. They're all celebrating themselves for tricking him. So they're all going, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're grabbing their drinks. They're going, getting ready to party with him. So they're not watching him bashing the guy's head in. So everybody that is watching are in America or around the world at home. Everybody that's there are all these egotistical morons that are influencers, and they only care about themselves. So they're not paying attention. But see, that can't be true because if you have a surprise party and you're waiting for the person to show up, you are yeah. going to be paying attention to when <laughs> yeah, he shows for normal, up. For normal human beings that are on private jets to Russia for an escape room. <laughs> Okay, so basically what you're saying is that you are buying into the fact that they are asking us to really, really suspend our disbelief. I'm supposed to believe that these guys are so up their own asses that they're not going to notice their friends killing their other friends. It's not about being, it's not about that. It's about we can't wait to surprise and be like, look what we did to you. If they're so up, if they're just so uppity like that, that would mean they can't wait for him to walk through that door so I could show you. And if they're watching it on screen, that means they're watching him beat the guy up on screen. So turn around. around. I see what you're saying, but they're in VIP. They're, they have to move. This is a 30-second thing. <laughs> you know what? This was made for, this was made for spoiler, Steve. <laughs> what are you trying to say? would have disappeared and turned into wolves, he would have been like, totally makes sense. Uh, you I know, could be a one of them too. got... And Rocky got <laughs> Don't forget the kangaroo. Freaking oh, shit, spoiler. that's an easy one. I got trained first with that one. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler over here. <laughs> um, but I will say, here's what I'll say. I wouldn't be surprised if a producer told him after watching the first cut. Like he said, so about the ending, maybe you should put them getting into makeup during the credits because this is ridiculous. So kind of give them like a backstory, you know, the you know, do some behind the scene. I wouldn't be surprised if someone told him to do that because they're like, it's such a weird, crazy. Okay. Okay. What about the spotlight guy then, Steve? What about the spotlight guy? The one person that that. operated the spotlight. (laughs) You don't think that (laughs) motherfucker would have been. uh, There's like 40 people there. Excuse me, but I think this guy has the wrong idea. He's killing person for real. Like they would think about that, dude. No, no bullshit. The man is getting head stomped in right now. Someone come oh in and say, God, help him. You're so right. So, wait, wait, wait. I'm going back previously to the um, the director or the producer saying, maybe you should change this. No, he saw Escape Room 2017 and says, do the same thing. That's but true. I want you to do this at the end. That's no so escape. true. Think about is, it. I just told you he did that is so true. in twenty seventeen, and now he's like, "All right, I'm doing the same thing. It's the same shit. A group of young friends going to celebrate a birthday party. Surprise, surprise!" That Damn. is so true, dude. I didn't even think about that. And here's the funny part: they didn't need the tank sequence. That's the thing that breaks the believability. 
They could have just done a chair thing like Homegirl did and act like you're getting shocked. There's no need to do the over-the-top hand or breathing apparatus, which is impossible to do any of that stuff. And so they didn't even need to do that. They just did it thinking no one would think this through. No one's going to question everything that happened. And then brother man turns into a stunt man and is able to fall 15 feet down the <laughs> shaft of an, eleva- an elevator shaft after being pushed by another stunt man. Steve, like, they've been planning this for a very long time. Yeah, they were rehearsing. Oh, <laughs> I'll never see it coming. You know, he being that it's in it. Russia and all, they were practicing their stunts. Dude, they, I want to know why you guys decided to put this on a fucking gold pedestal. Okay, getting beaten or getting because you have to, it has to be low enough where if I look over the edge, I don't see you. So okay, then why are you holding? Then why is the pedestal above your head? Why is it so high? I love that Steve's pissed right now. Here's the thing: it's I'm not even holding this to a gold pedestal. If I did this movie and said, "Hey, uh." Uh, I asked my son, how does, how, how does this look? Pretty good? He's like, this is ridiculous. How would you have learned how to jump through an elevator shaft without breaking your neck? Because when you push someone like that, you flip. Parkour. Stop Parkour, it, Steve. Stop it. Spoiler. 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 I love that episode. I love that episode. There's a quote in that episode where, okay, not to get off topic, but Jim says... This is parkour. This is what they're doing. Where are these two meeting in the middle? It's like my imagination. It's so good. Oh, man. Apparently, Dan doesn't watch The Office. I do. I'm just, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you enjoy yourself, oh, dude, man. I That's have all. The, I have this show memorized, dude. You were very I, I entertained, and I was just enjoying the moment. It's so funny, dude. But uh, here's, what, and I, here's the thing. I would still recommend someone watching this. Totally. But the... um, I had fun watching this movie. Regardless of what happens at the end, I had fun. And when it was all over, I was fine with it. But I'll be damned if I wasn't going to point out the obvious flub of the movie. Dan, you're also not giving this an F. I'm not giving it an F, no. Steve, what did did you give it again? You gave it a what? A one? No, I gave it a 2.5. 50%. That's 50%. That's half perfect. It's also... You're all saying you would recommend, just like me. I would recommend it, but I would tell someone do not look up the director's uh, filmography <laughs> yes. because you want to see the twenty thousand to two thousand seventeen Escape Room, and it's going to disappoint you because it's pretty much the same movie. <laughs> I was going to see if you can recommend this movie to someone and give it a five. Oh, here's the thing: if I if like, I'm if you're grading someone, you're going F. Good job. Absolutely. I would say 2.5 because I would say it's fun I love this up episode. until the sticking of the link. It's fun until then, and I would tell the person, text me after it's done. That's what I would tell them. Literally, literally what you did, actually. It's done. Yeah, that's what I told Dan. I was like, text me, and Dan immediately was like, oh my God. And the uh, thing this is, is, Dan saw it coming. 8.59 yesterday, G, dot, 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 the ending of no escape, dot, 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 I swear. I said, I have 15 minutes left. He says, text me when you're done. I text him back 15 minutes later. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. He says, garbage. I'm like, God damn it. And here's the thing. This is a movie where, like, uh, you can't start talking about it with someone. Otherwise, you'll like it less. 
You have to just say, watch it and let it go. Otherwise, the more you dive into the the rationale and the specifics of what they would have had to do to accomplish this, you're like, oh, Jesus, this is just an impossible thing. Someone was going to die. So apparently it was just going to be that guy. I mean, dude, it it is it's ridiculous. But as long as you have someone to complain with it about it with, I would say watch it and then just say text me at the end. I guarantee I'm if you look at reviews, they're going to be like that ending was double trash. You know what? It's a very mixed bag. Actually, I had to go see if like we were the only ones that were thinking that. And a lot of people are like with Steve where they're just like, this was a great ending. Like I didn't see it coming. I loved it even more because of the ending. So I really just think it's like, it's sort of like split down the middle, you know? But but again, that is so funny. (laughs) I do. I totally think this movie's worth watching. Seriously. Like I would highly recommend it. I think that, and I say it all the time. I will say it one more time. If you are dipping your toe into these types of movies, this is a perfect movie for you. There's uh, just enough gore to where it's not crazy for some people, much like, unlike something else we're going to be talking about in just a second. And you know, it's it's just fun. Like it, it's it's a captivating movie. I think the cast was good. It's they're they're energetic. They're interesting to watch and everything. And the kills were good. So yeah, it's good. I, I, and you know, I wish I could like take it back and just put it right at the beginning. Like there's going to be spoilers on this one because I think this might actually deter some people from it. But darn, you know what? Oh well, there's there's plenty out there. That's it right there, man. That's a, that's no escape. Uh, very divided. I, I think that spoiler Steve has very strong feelings about this. I'm not sure he likes you very much anymore, Steve. But I understand this. You I know, them are the breaks. But I do like that because you both, I'm talking to both Steve's, have super strong opinions about shit. So I was actually very much enjoying listening to that. All right, let's move along then, man, because we got one more to talk about. And I am curious what you guys are going to say about this. Now, Steve, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something right now. We are significantly older than these cats. We are very much older. So I'm thinking that this might actually make a bit of a difference. So yeah. I'm very curious to see what happens with them. The movie that we're talking about right now is Hatchet. Came out in 2006. Hatchet is a 2006 American slasher film written and directed by Adam Green. This film has an ensemble cast including Joel, David Moore, Kane Hodder, Dion Richman, Tara Feldman, Richard Reel, Mercedes McNabb, Robert Anglin, and Tony Todd. There are familiar faces in this one. In the style of old school slasher films, all right, there's the key right there, such as Friday the 13th, the plot follows a group of tourists on a New Orleans haunted swamp tour who accidentally get stranded in the wilderness, only to be hunted by a vengeful, supernatural, deformed man who kills anyone that enters the swamp. And by the way, this film spawned three sequels, Hatchet 2, Hatchet 3, and Victor Crowley, and a comic book series. So there's love for this movie. I did not know. Yeah, I'm all over that shit, actually. So we're going to be watching that. But um, I'm going to say right now, this film draws heavily, heavily on the style and tropes of classic 80s slasher movies, guys. Like it's I'm going to say what I thought about this movie, but I'm going to tell you right now that that was the big part of it. That was the sell for me. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't mind, I'll go ahead and start on this one. Go for it. I just always think you got to love a horror movie that has like a legend. Like, you know, like a killer, a slasher with a legend, someone like Jason, someone like Michael Myers, even Freddy Krueger. There's fantastic kills in this one. But I'm going to say before I go any further that when I first started watching this movie, as soon as it comes on, you know what you're getting as far as like the quality of the movie. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, okay. And there have been times that it's been recorded, Steve, hours and hours of recordings from us that there have just been those times where I'm like, what the fuck is Steve having me watch Mm -hmm. now? Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with that because... The first scene has Robert Englund in it, 
And I'm like, oh, cool. Robert England, you know, like Freddie. That's cool. I, I, I like that they have like a. Uh, as far as horror goes, like an all-star cast kind of Which thing. Which is quite a get for a first-time director. It is a get. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm saying. Get. I mean, regardless of how old Freddy Krueger is, still <laughs> a pretty... And, and Robert England, more specifically, like, that's still a pretty damn good get right there. <laughs> that's crazy. But I'm watching and listening to the dialogue and watching the scenery. I'm like, okay, soundstage. Like, they didn't have a lot of money for this movie, but that's okay. Because... They're obviously going for that 1980s look. And I mm-hmm. got to tell you, I think that they absolutely nailed that type of a feel for a movie. Now, that's important because I do believe that this movie didn't just accidentally do that. I think that they were totally going for that. They knew exactly what they were doing, how they wanted this movie to be presented. And, and for that, I think they totally accomplished it. So once I got into that mindset of things, I really begin to like this movie because it kind of has everything that those movies has. It's got murder. It's got, you know, like slashers, blood, glore, comedy. Hell, it's got titties in it. It's an 80s slasher movie. That's exactly what they're going for with this. And they make it a point to even point out like, hey, lots of titties in this movie. You know what I mean? It's just it's that's the kind of movie it is. And that's not to like turn people off and go, oh, it's one of those movies where only guys will like it. No, that's not the case. They are completely doing this on purpose. And for that, I have to tell you that I absolutely fucking love this movie. I mean, it's it kind of checked all the boxes of what I look for in a slasher movie. I do like different types of, you know, genres when it comes to horror. And I do find that slasher is one of my favorites. And when they can do that without modernizing things and, and you know, kind of like what we were talking about on the last one where they turn it into like a, a millennial type of a setting with lots of technology use and stuff like that. That's a whole other movie. This stayed comfortably in that genre of 80s slasher and it just did it to a T and the fact that they were able to get not only Robert Englund but Tony Todd Richard Real who for the people that don't know his name uh, he's the office space guy the jumps to conclusions guy which <laughs> <laughs> which I fucking love that guy in the movie so, <laughs> yes yeah, he jumps to conclusions I just love that guy and the fact that he was in it doing what he does as an actor just made it like there was really no I can't I can't fault this movie First of all, it is exactly what it's supposed to be. And for that, I absolutely loved it. I will like turn the mic over to other people, but I'm going to tell you right now, I was pleasantly surprised. And as far as these types of movies go, I gave it a four out of five Gator Bites. Love it. Kova. Uh, okay. For, for me, <clears throat> I saw this last night and I, and I knew he said, oh, yeah. I'm 38. These guys are a few years older than me. <laughs> but I also uh, grew up with the classics of, of like, uh, Fight of the and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I'm also uh, very uh, aware that those are the movies of their time. Mm-hmm. Rare to get those movies today and and they're still as good as they were back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. like I'll watch I'll watch one of the classics any day, anytime over anything of with today's hall. That's like uh, one of the things we have on, on our podcast where like I always say like I just don't think any horror movie today can do what the classics used to, especially the, the slasher ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I was watching this I was just like, oh my God, this is so much B level horror movie like, like this is like for any horror movie fan of the '80s. I was going. This is me watching uh, '80s action film. Uh, mm-hmm. Like th- that's how I felt as I was watching. Like they would yes. be enjoying the shit out of this. I was like, uh, but I mean, I get its tropes. It, it followed everything, uh, as Dan said, that uh, movies from that era, from the '80s, 
uh, did like everything. Like it, it just did exactly everything. Like you could see everything coming in. And the fact that like I was not like, oh my god, this is like so glorious. I wasn't even like that. I was more like, this is amazing. I'm like, I can't believe they moved. They got away with doing a movie like this in the 2000s. <laughs> 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 I, I, you, I, just, I wasn't even like, oh my god, this shit dispensable. I was more like, this is fun. Like. I was just laughing my ass off the whole time. Yeah. Um, because I, I could tell already what I was watching, the yes. quality of it, everything. Like, and you said bringing, putting in those, uh, horror legends like Tony Todd, Robert England, uh, in, in just to do small bits and pieces in the film is enough to grab your attention if you're a fan. And, uh, and it, it was fun, especially if you're into these types of film, it's definitely for you. Check it out. But for me, it's not a film that I go out of, I go out of my way to watch. Like, I'm, like, I'm not huge on horror. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it has to be, like, really good or just some of the classics for me to really watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, but, uh, like, this really felt like I was watching a movie from the 80s. But overall, I give it a 2.8. Because yeah, because despite it being so cliche, so like everything that you could expect from the, a slasher horror film, I was enjoying it because I was could not stop laughing how they just stuck with everything. <laughs> like they're That's like, awesome. yeah, like we're going with everything. <laughs> that is awesome. Spoiler. I give this movie a one and a half out of five. <laughs> I knew I, it. <laughs> I, I hate this piece of shit. Uh, this is the type of movies of why I, I, I stopped watching horror like 10, 15 years ago because I thought all horror movies were slasher movies and they're just pieces of shit. Um, and then it wasn't until like 2016 when I started seeing movies like Don't Breathe and Doctrinal Animals and Gone Girl where I was like, oh, this is my type of horror. Like thriller. This is just not, I, I just don't care for this. Like, I like I, I I just don't understand. Like this is, this is so bad. Like Kevin Smith could do like 10, 20 times better than this. Okay, can I put in this for one yeah. second? Uh, <laughs> since I'm I'm, uh, I'm at Steve's house we're recording this at Twitter Steve and he was and he put it on. I was like, oh, you haven't seen it? I was in the like he could see. I just had the biggest smile on my face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Watch, watch. I'm like, wait, there's more. <laughs> that is awesome. Every something got more. Every time something got ridiculous, I was like, no, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, no, this is the, this is the type of shit where if I went to like a sleepover and they were playing this, I'd be like, all right, I'd go into another room or be like, call my parents, play. They're throwing some shitty up. shit up. Like, like this is not Godfather. Can you please come get me? Like, I can't watch this shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, yeah, no, I couldn't. I was like, what is happening? And then right when it ended, Cope was like, there's a second, third, and a Victor Cromley. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I no, no, care. no, no. Yeah, there's a fact that once everybody's given their review, I will give out that fact. I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Unless Dan already knows that fact as well, or, or uh, Steve Hudson knows. All right, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me get, let me get back to my fucking review. Uh, this, this movie sucks. <laughs> Uh, huge waste of time. Uh, I would not even call this a film. I would not recommend this. Um, I, I, I don't. Under, and, you know, Dan, while I watched this, I was like, "What did I do to Dan to deserve this?" Like, it's one thing; it's a new movie, and we don't know what this is going in. But like, they know what they're putting me through. And now you're telling me it's Steve, and I'm like, 
all right, oh, yes, that makes a little bit more sense from so little annoyed. Like, but hey, I got now I have a movie to reference because I haven't been this annoyed in a while with a really <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> like, this is horrendous. I was like, what is happening? I, I legit was like, is Dan mad at me? Did you know what? Do something. Like, you, know, you know what's really funny is that like when I when these two movies came out, it was like, okay, Steve, you pick one, I'll pick one, and then Bly Manor was just something that I'd been already kind of invested in. So I'm like, let's put this one in too. And I'll be honest, when Steve recommended Hatchet and I looked it up, I'm like, God damn it. Like, God damn it. You know what I mean? Because I was thinking it was going to be another uh, like monster project movie or something like that. Where I'm like, God damn it. I got to beat this one up now. I'm going to hate every second of it. No. And and within 30 seconds, I was feeling that way. Within 90 seconds, I was like fully in. I totally know where this movie's going. Yes. I, and I and that's the thing. though. And I get it, though. I get it, Steve, that you, you don't, don't like that type of a a genre. Maybe that's not your thing. And, and that's why I said that in the beginning, like it's not about, well, I'm older. So I, you know, it's nothing like that. I just think that when you grow up and you're sort of bathed in that, because the eighties was all about that. I mean, we had Michael Myers, we had Freddie, we had all oh, so these. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Any of those. Like, no, no, no. I'm that's like what I'm either. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. What I'm saying is that, I, you know, that's something that I grew up on. So when I get something that is so on the nose and perfectly done, that's why I appreciate this one. But coming, like trying to see it through your eyes, I could see that. I could see like, we're like, what oh, the oh, hell, you know, oh. but it was that campiness and that, that over the top feel of it. That's what made that movie for me, because that's exactly what made the other ones for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need like the thriller aspect, the actual mental things. I like, you know, I like, like there's no suspension of disbelief in this movie. There's no such thing. Like there's no point of having one. You know, at least with um, uh, no escape, like there's a like there's a pedestal of suspension there. Here, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no reason to. And like it, it's it's just like like. But at the same time, if I grew up during this time, I'd be like, you know, this is no Halloween. Like I'd be like a I'd probably be like a horror snob or something because that's some good shit. Like um, uh, Halloween or just like some of those old, like or like The Fly. I don't know. I'm into like just. More of those like mental horror thrillers. I don't. I don't need this fucking like uh, virgin people dying and who's going to die first. And this, these two. Uh, the, only, the only thing that was funny in this entire thing was finding out that that one guy that was a, a quote unquote producer was like an accountant. And this is like his own personal like uh, thing. He was just doing yeah. with two girls. That's a very LA thing. Yeah, that was like the yeah. only thing I thought was like, wow, like there's like like there's some things in this movie that felt so like this writer director has some issues like the NYU Hofstra dig and shit. It's just like, oh, my God. I just yeah, I, it was just I, this is not for me. Fuck this movie. <laughs> no. I, I do. I get it, too. I can't even argue with you. dude. I totally understand where you're coming from. For a horror fanatic, it is impossible to create a mythos now. It's very difficult to create an idea of a thing that doesn't exist. Like saying, hey, this is the story of Victor Crowley. Because a lot of, I've watched a million of these that try to create a mythos of a character and why he keeps coming back. Hey, Steve. Only because, huh? I'm sorry, but on that note, I just, I wanted to ask you this question. Do you think that people are successfully doing that these days? Like, in other words, what's the last successful franchise that spawned you know, like mythos like this. Uh, this is almost the one of the weird hair, the weird ones that did it. Um, as you can see, there's like a if if you see if there's a horror con and Victor Crowley's there, that table's packed. 
because he's a thing. Well, it's Kane Hodder too, though. Who True, plays Jason? Like, like Adam Green, and if it's like a thing, he's gonna be because people love Victor Crowley, and I think it's because you and I, and even young people that are really into slashers, he created something that hadn't existed for years, and it's someone that they're like, okay, this person isn't 108 years old as a director. Not being mean to the older directors, but it wasn't. They were looking at people that were way John Carpenter. And people that are way old, Wes Craven, they're not in their generation. Now, neither is Adam Green, but 47 is different than 90, 80, 70. And he talked about things that kids could actually actually understand, but like, oh, I know that reference. Okay, yeah, I know what they're talking about. And boobs help. Um, Always, right? Yeah, of course. And so to create a mythos is very difficult. And as a, as a director, to create a mythos and not have it be a thing where it's just like, oh, this is Jason, this is Freddy, this is this, this is that. All of it pulls from that, but it doesn't directly uh, be like, okay, this is exactly that story. And so when you hear the story of Victor Crowley, the first thing you need is someone to be sympathetic with. It'd be like, okay, this guy does this for this reason. Because if you have an evil person that is just evil for evil's sake, that's hard to... You know, like, okay, well, then why is he doing all this? Even Freddy has a mythos. Every good I'm killing people has a mythos. The only person whose mythos is iffy is Michael Myers. <laughs> what about Jeepers Creepers? That's why I was asking that question. Do you think that succeeds? Oh, dude. Um, until the third one? Yes. The first and second Jeepers Creepers is one of the best mythos I've ever seen on, on screen. He comes out. Oh, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. Anyway, he comes out periodically. That that has like that that creator is like very controversial now. So now Jeepers Creepers has been thrown to like that Kevin Spacey. Yeah, space yeah. Now. There's a black veil over it now, big yeah. black cloud, yeah, and that sucks because he that thing. There are some and and the 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 interesting thing about Adam Green is you could tell that he's a student of his peers or of his predecessors. He does not look down on what they did. You know what I'm saying? He pulls from it. Yeah. He doesn't think it's corny. If I sat down with Adam Green and was like, <laughs> that freaking Wes Craven, uh, he'd be like, calm down. Like those guys. No one could tell them, tell him anything bad about those old. That's why I love it, where it's just like he respects his elders. You can tell by the way, uh, like when you first see Victor Crawley, he comes out screaming and, and angry. I'm like, that is so typical. That is a that is such a I'm just mad at the world. And he's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And he goes about now. The brilliant thing is there are some cameras like you'll see there's one kill where you see the real woman and they do a uh, three like a, a, a 360 or a 180 around the per, a 360 around the person. And when you come back around, he's ripping the face off. I'm like, that's a slick, a slick way of doing a split cut when you don't have a million dollars. My favorite kill of the movie, by the way. Dude, it's such a good way of being like, we don't have a... And do you know on this film, he said no CGI. The only CGI they had was um, taking out the mics and the wires. He said there was a no CGI on set. And for me, that touched my heart. He's like, we're going to do this the old way. We're going to make the kills look tangible. Like he's pulling something apart. And it looked like it. I'm like, he looks like he's using strength to rip something in two. And I'm like, it not only reinforces his anger, but it reinforces how strong this guy is. This thing. 
this this and I'm just like, you know, when I first saw this, I saw it in 2006. And I was like, here we go. It's some bull jive, you know, cuz in but for some reason this thing creeped me out. I was like, this is a guy where you see him one thing that he does that they didn't do with Jason, they didn't do with Michael Myers is when someone runs away, you see him running. And he's agile. And you're like, well, that's scary. Like, he'll catch up to you and pull you back. And I'm like, well, that's not fun. And then I got to see Bud from the Cosby show. I'm like, hey, Bud! (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is really Dan in my age. (laughs) Their pools were tremendous, man. The people that they got for this one. Here's the thing. no Tony Tony Todd as the bitter voodoo tour guy. (laughs) And the only reason they get Bud from the Cosby show is Adam Green remembers Bud. And he's like, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what he's up to. And then obviously the main guy goes on to Avatar, so we probably won't see him in any more Victor Crawley. He was but... also in Grandma's Boy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a, um, I forget what his name was, but he had that robot kind of voice with the black trench coat. Oh, I haven't seen Grandma's Boy. Yeah, that's funny. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. And and one one thing. Wait, what? Going... You haven't seen Grandma's Boy? Thank you, Cole. I have not seen Grandma's Is the Isn't Grandma's Boy the, uh, um. It's amazing. Yeah, it's name? it's classic, dude. From SNL, right? You're talking about uh uh I'm blanking on the freaking company, but I think I know. You're are you talking about Sandler related? Yes. Happy Madison. Happy yes. Madison, thank you. I don't know why yes. I couldn't pull that up right now, but yeah. Dude, and and the thing is, man, so I'm going to give obviously It's better than Hubie's Halloween, I'll tell you that much. I got to watch that. <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Um, dude. I I will I will say that um, you know, Thing, Robert, you know, all these things added up to people of the slasher genre. There's a reason people love it. We understand what it is. We understand what it's doing. But it's a kid that it's like it's like when I see a 13 year old kid playing Thelonious Monk. I'm like, wow, you're not making fun of this old jazz guy. You're actually being like, no, 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 no. What I'm doing is an homage to the forefathers. I'm standing on their shoulders and making this thing. And you're like, wow, you really, really, I'm looking forward to what you do. And so, yeah, I'm going to obviously give this thing a 4.5 out of 5. I love Hatchet. Um, the Hatchet sequel is good, but then they start, you know. Ah, uh, see. Interesting. Oh, that's when they start getting bad? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, the fact is that they use the same cast in different roles in the sequels. Do they? Fuck. Yeah, yeah sure I did. read that up and I just sat there. I was like, are you fucking shitting yeah, sure me? Did. What the Adam Green what pulls the same of... people together. So they're American Horror Story, this one too, huh? Uh, except for uh, a few people aren't there because uh, yeah. they don't show. Uh, you know, for don't want to spoil things, but they can't show. Um, but uh, I know, I knew Dude wasn't going to be in it. Once Avatar happened, I was like, well, I imagine there's not going to be many things for him. He's doing just fine. Um, but uh, now Adam Green has a billion things happening. Uh, you know, a, a million different, obviously all horror related. He's in an, he's he's actually in a a documentary style horror movie where when he showed, I'm like, wait, is this real? Because him showing makes me as Adam Green, the director. I'm like, oh, is this real? And it's not, but it's not. He was just showing, but he's really still invested in the horror genre. He's at all these cons, so if you ever want to talk to Adam Green, he will contact you back about horror so um but yeah four out of five uh 4.5 out of five love hatchet and um 
I would say I look forward to what he's doing in the future, but I already know what he's doing right now. So I haven't been able to check it out, but I already know what he's doing right now. Steve, I really do get why this no, kind of movie wouldn't fine. appeal I, to you. Well, it's fine. I like seeing, I like seeing like the different kinds and I'll, I'll finish it, but it's just like, ah, oh, man. Exactly. Like I get how people have bad taste. It's a thing. I've witnessed <laughs> it all week. It's a thing. You're so lucky in this time. In this time, <laughs> Bad taste is like a uh-huh. thing, and I kind of mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of in uh-huh. your in your in your like age group where it's just like, haha, I like bad things. Isn't that cool? And yeah, oh, is, that, think. is that what I do? Huh? <laughs> to quote Fred Durst, "This is how we learn, Steve. This is how we learn." <laughs> Put my tongue to the side of my cheek. I don't know if you guys hear that. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. 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 See, I, see, I, I told you that's I, a thing. <laughs> I see. Uh, oh, I can't. I think it's, dude. I, I, I'm gonna just be every time I talk about a horror movie, I'm gonna read a spoiler Steve and be like, "This is a not not something people like spoiler Steve would like." Yeah, However, you have really shitty taste. I have very high taste. Like, the do really you good, really good cheese? You know, the here's the funny part. You say that the, the suspension of disbelief is so hard for a monster walking out of a cabin, but a person knowing to the exact infinitesimal thing of what another individual is going to do is not crazy. Be like, oh yeah, he would fall through a shaft, fall down, beat a person to death. Everyone has their back turned to him, turn around the spotlights there. Who would have thunk? Don't be so hard on spoilers, Steve, Steve, because he does have high taste. Like, I just want to point out the fact that the man loved Trolls World Tour. I'm done with you. <laughs> you know we're what I mean? Done. Oh, we're done. And if that ain't a, if that ain't a quality flick, we I don't know what is. No, 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 no. That one's got to be right up there with Sausage Party. I believe it was you, wasn't it? I love it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought good. you did. I mean, okay. I will I will take that. Got, Steve, he thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think it was like an eight, I think. I got his movie of the year. It's Horse Girl with Allison Green on that. <laughs> I love when you guys pull back on that. <sighs> it wasn't anything horrible about that movie. Dude. It was a story about mental illness. All right. I'm sorry you guys couldn't understand Dude. it. And now, here's what I will say. I love that you love Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Now, that is how you do an ending where it's just like, we're going to pull back the sheet halfway through the or Not even halfway. That movie, I was mad for a week over an, a, a character that didn't exist. <laughs> I was <laughs> mad at her for a week, Jay. You like, say you're so- as mad as, uh, you know, the, the ending of No Escape? No, I'm talking about in a good way. Oh, Gone no, Girl no. made me like when she, when he had to be with her, and I was like, "Yeah, you have to. He has no choice." <laughs> and I just drove home being like, "Oh my!" She, and, but she played it so. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when someone is better than you at this game of hate? You got hated out. What are you gonna do? But I was upset for Ben Affleck. So long after, I'm like, man, she's the most evil woman I've seen on screen. I can watch that today and get mad all over again. But what you, you need to see Nocturnal Animals. Ooh, is it kind of like that? Yeah, it's a. I, I, I think it's a very good double feature, and uh, and Kenny just saw it as well, and he he agreed. It's uh, oh, it's I'm a very good because yeah. I I thought I thought Gone Girl was I was like, man, that's how you direct a free. But Ben Affleck, anything he's. I'm one of the few that like pretty much anything he's in. <laughs> I don't know the last Ben Affleck movie I did. I even like Justice League. Mm, 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 mm. Dude, yeah, I like Ben Affleck. is on HBO Max. I'm not trying to extend this conversation. Do you? Don't, no, don't, I actually don't, don't bring you... Justice League right now. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, Steve? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I did, are, are there Justice League haters? 
No, no, no. I'm just trying to say, I thought we were trying to close the conversation. Just me, <laughs> Steve. Sure? Just me. Hey, real okay. quick, though, real quick. I'm going to roll the dice on this one. Has anyone outside of Steve seen The Lie? The Lie? Why does that sound so familiar? If you, you haven't, haven't seen it, it's, it's it's now on Amazon Prime. I'm going to go ahead. Blumhouse movie. No, that's I just added to the schedule. No, not yet. Gonna okay, then I'm going to, I'll go ahead and skip that one then because we watched that. Steve, we got to fucking talk about this next week. Yes, and uh, I you know what, dude? Controversial opinion. Peter Sarsgaard, underrated. I, you know what? Actor. I'm going to say overrated, but that's okay. We have something to talk about Whoa. next week. I think he's just all right. Are you kidding me? No, I wish I, I wish I was. And having, have you ever seen him on Saturday Night Live? He was on Saturday Night Live? Dude, that was the worst. He was in a, it's so old, he was in a mango sketch. And oh my God. Chris Kattan, do you remember Chris Kattan as Mango? Oh my God, are you That's how me? old his appearance was. Oh my God, it was horrible. I've hated him ever since. <laughs> but oh, we'll Jesus, talk about dude. that next week. Yeah. Jesus, dude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. It's a little bit of a shorter show this week, but we had some technical difficulties and it's just been kind of a screwy day. So I would personally like to thank Spoiler Stephen Kova from Scenic Cast for coming out. Gentlemen, do you want to, uh, you know, give the public a little place where they can reach you personally or just talk about the show a little bit more before we sign off? Yeah. Uh, Scenicast.com, uh, at Scenicast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, you can find all of our stuff on Apple, podcasts, Spotify, and all that. Seen it, movie reviews, and tied to Fargo are the current shows. And I'm uh, Spoiler Steve on Facebook and Instagram, and the Spoiler Steve on Twitter. And I'm Covanova10 on Twitter and Covanova on Instagram. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We got to do this again soon. Longer show. Uh, these guys are friends of the show. Uh, we've actually done some episodes with them. So once again, thanks to the cast, the scenic cast, I should say. Spoiler, Steve and Kova. You guys are fantastic. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a great time. Steve, any last words before we do this? Everybody, the next voice you're going to be hearing is Dan the Man. I appreciate Kova. I appreciate the man, the myth, the legend. Spoiler, Steve, even though his taste is catchy. Holla at your boy. Peace. Sketchy Steve is what he's going to start calling him now. I'm just <laughs> oh, kidding. Damn. No, oh. I didn't. I'm just fucking around. You got to make up your own. I like Steve. I want him to like me too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. My name is Dan Ramirez. For Steve Hudson, we are the Heroes of Noise. We will talk to you all next week. Episode 133 is upon you. It's going to be more, more spooky stuff all the way through the month of October. All right? With that said, one request. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. <laughs>